Hello explorers and welcome to the e-commerce nation. My name is Freddie Soria and I am explorer of e-commerce nation. In this podcast I take you behind the scenes of e-commerce and like every week you will discover exclusive news, inspiring stories and top personalities. I hope you comfortably settled for this trip to the heart of the e-commerce nation. Three, two, one, take off. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Uh, lovely to hear you again. Uh, today we are with uh, Adam Enfroy. Hello, Adam. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good. It's a pleasure to, to have you today on our podcast uh, for e-commerce nation. Uh, so, yep, yeah, um, today it's the first time we get someone from Big Commerce joining our, our podcast, our community. So uh, we're, we're really happy to, to have you with us. Um, and today we'll basically be talking about um, e-commerce, uh, social media, best practices for e-commerce um, and anything that you can imagine. So um, Adam is uh, Affiliate Partnerships Manager at uh, BigCommerce and uh, he's also SEO Consultant. So I think the best to start will be that yeah, you, Adam, introduce yourself, you introduce uh, to our community a bit of BigCommerce and everything. So um, all in your hands, go for it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So yeah, um, my name is Adam Enfroy, and right now I work for BigCommerce as the Affiliate Partnerships Manager. So kind of, that you know, kind of has to do with bringing in trials, paying customers into BigCommerce. Um, BigCommerce itself is a SaaS e-commerce platform similar to Shopify or Volusion, but we're kind of more known for our mid-market and approach for growing businesses. So currently we have about 60,000 merchants using us, 50,000 are small businesses, 2,000 mid-market, and then about 30 plus Fortune 1000, and that includes like Ford, Toyota, some of the bigger brands. So, you know, big commerce in general, it's, it's more focused to, you know, give you a little bit more advanced functionality out of the box. Um, where some platforms have apps, we kind of build it in into our systems and really focus on conversion rate optimization, SEO, and site speed and things like that that are important. So I guess, you know, a little bit about me before I came to big commerce, I actually worked for um, uh, as an e-commerce manager managing uh, six different national brands. And we were actually using Magento at the time, but I was doing everything from, you know, Facebook ads, um, Google PPC, uh, SEO, content marketing, even email marketing, everything, all these different basically. things. Everything. <laughs> basically, I was forced to do everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I had a good experience uh, doing that. But I kind of found that I wanted to work for a SaaS company and move more towards kind of the partnership side of things. Uh, and then finally, also, you know, learning a lot of these, you know, startup type of techniques, especially when it comes to content and SEO. Uh, I launched a blog just in December and kind of grew that out. Um, with a SEO strategy. So we can kind of dive into that as well. Hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so, um, I mean, you're on the basically on the day-to-day -day of e-commerce and you know what's happening, you know, uh, what um, what's coming, you know, best uh, practices, you know, um, best methodologies, uh, the, the best tips. So uh, my first question would be like, what trends do you think are setting the e-commerce in 2019 and are going to be key for this year? Sure. Yeah. So there's a ton. Um, some of the big ones you can't ignore is Amazon. So we all know this. Amazon's two-day shipping and Prime is forcing e-commerce consumers to, um, you know, up their game and also potentially be on their platform. 
So it's kind of tough when, even if you're a larger brand, let's say you're mm-hmm. selling your furniture brand, you're selling your products on your store, you almost need to add your products to Amazon uh, in order to get on that marketplace. And at the same time, Amazon can make money and kind of poach some of your, your customers as well. So it's, it's kind of a catch 22 situation, but having an omni stra- uh, channel strategy is important. So that's selling on Facebook, Amazon, Instagram, Pinterest, Instagram, across, yeah. <laughs> yeah, across different channels. So that's a big one. I think omni channel. Um, another one is like the blending of content and commerce. So mm. when you think of, you know, an e-commerce platform or a site like historically with something like 3d cart or Shopify or Wix or big commerce, even in the past, you kind of just think of a, a homepage category pages and some product pages, but you know, customers and consumers are expecting more now, you know, they want to see, you know, branding I think is really important. So mm-hmm. they want to see more content, more interactive videos, more long form posts, more buyer's guides. Um, so kind of the push into the WordPress space with e-commerce is a big push as well. I think that some of the most successful brands that uh, like Warby Parker or others that, you know, started in e-commerce and now almost can move into retail, hmm. like the branding is really important. So telling your brand story is important and you you can do that through content matching that with WordPress rather than just using kind of a stock plat- e-commerce yeah. platform. Yeah, no, uh, uh, my next question, like um, after w- you've mentioned this, is um, it's gotten to a point where there's like been a boom of um, what people call like content shock. There's been this content shock boom. Yeah. And um, just because like the, the internet now is full of so much content, um, what, what, uh, what, would you what would be your first tip tip in terms of like what to do to make sure that you con your content is not just one thing else on the internet to to stand out what what's your tip in order for any e-commerce to stand out yeah i love content? that i love that question because we are constantly bombarded with content you know it said it was said like three years ago that two million po- blog, new blog posts are po- published every day i'm sure that number is like double that now but how do you stand out from the noise? Like I read so many articles that's just copy and paste and mm. things are, you know, written to rank on Google. They're written in a certain structure. They're not, you know, written to be interesting. Yeah. So step one, I think, is being vulnerable in your messaging. A lot of, um, and this is true, not even just for e-commerce, but for building a personal brand or any website in general, no one cares about all your accomplishments. They want to hear your story. They want to know how you failed, where you went wrong, and then how you overcame obstacles. So much like a traditional novel or book tells a story with a a hero and a villain and a journey, you can use those same tactics in e-commerce or any other, you know, platform. So Generally, that's, you know, telling a story through messaging, keeping it interesting and engaging. Hmm. Second thing I think is if you're writing just blog posts, let's say you're, uh, you're selling shoes. So you got all kinds of shoes, maybe even some socks, sneakers, tennis shoes. How are you going to fill a blog pipeline with articles about shoes before everyone gets bored out of their minds, right? I think there's only so much editorial calendar and keyword research that you can do. So... I think that the use of infographics, statistics, imagery is really important. Making things more interesting and IP, uh, appealing and engaging is important. Yeah. And then also 
what I've found finally on this content piece, um, the biggest thing that I learned, and I, I teach this on my personal blog, is you have to to scale your content strategy. You have to take the content writing out of the equation. And what I mean by that is, once you have a pillar set of blog posts, say five to ten that are really strong and a good length, your efforts would be much more better spent on building your relationship as a business owner, which includes outreach, link building, networking, guest posting, and really treating it like a business and not just a writing hobby. So like the minute you take some of that writing out of it, maybe outsource some of that writing and are able to focus strictly on outreach, link building, building relationships with influencers, getting your own brand out there, you're gonna see huge increases in your domain authority. Um, I typically, for every one article I write on my blog, I contribute about four guest articles. Mm. And what that does is just, it's not gonna drive a ton of referral traffic and sales off the bat, but it's the quickest way to, to build your website's authority. Yeah, especially uh, there was one thing that, um, well, there were two things that you mentioned. Uh, the first thing was storytelling. Uh, it's I think it's like really, really as well important on any kind of strategy that you do for your e-commerce, uh, for your or, or whatever blog you have. Uh, it's storytelling is basically one of the most important things. People uh, want to go one step further. They want to know more about the company. They want to, especially like they want to know about like uh, the insights of the company as well. Uh, partnerships they have, things that are happening within the company. And linked to this, at the same time, you also mentioned about collaborations with influencers. So my next, um, influencers are the, the, the kind of people that they do storytelling, story basically. So my next question is, from your experience on storytelling and working with influencers, uh, what are good tips or good practices to work with influencers, uh, especially when you have an e-commerce? Yeah, I think that, it depends on the stage of your growth. So if you're new and you're just starting out um, versus if you're a, a more established, you can do different things. What I find works best with influencers and to start that relationship is to provide value up front. So in, for example, when I uh, manage the affiliate program here at Big Commerce, I'm not just outreaching to an influencer and saying, hey, promote Big Commerce, you know, we, we're awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we are, but we yeah. are, but we don't want to tell but, it. <laughs> yes. So what I've found is, again, I can't stress it enough. I think link building is the currency of the internet. So if you have some domain authority or you can write guest posts and you can build links, if you can provide value to influencers first, that's what you should do. So what are they looking for? Well, they're looking for more traffic, more engagement, more people in their own ecosystem more links to their site, more mentions on any other site. So if you can provide anything like that, if you can give them some value and then reach out to them to work with them, that would be great. Additionally, you can find uh, a number of different influencer kind of platforms uh, to use. I uh, Back in my previous job, one of our social media managers used one. I can't remember the name of it offhand. I'll try to try to think of it when, uh, when we're talking here. But you can pretty much pay, you know, anywhere from $20 to... 300 or a thousand dollars but it's pretty mm. cheap like you can pay some money to an influencer directly through the platform from 30 bucks for an instagram mention they can you know include your product uh in their yeah. feed definitely make sure you know this is kind of top of the funnel marketing it might not drive a ton of sales 
it's more for brand awareness, but it's definitely cool to, to be able to just pay a few bucks here and there and get influencers to promote you. Also, finally, make sure to, you know, if they do want to, send them some free products as well. Yeah, when you when you starting, uh, you've created your own brand. You want to start um, making people aware of the brand and everything, brand awareness, working with influencers, um, sharing your product out in the market so that people get to see it, test it, know more about it. It's it's I think it's key. Absolutely. Um, one thing that has been going on for the last couple of years uh, and which is now uh, pretty much establishing in, in the whole of Europe is drop shipping because many people, it is true, uh, you get people who have their own brands, they're giving it their identity and everything. And then you also get people who are, have decided to go for drop shipping. Uh, yeah. So um, what what is your opinion on drop shipping point one? And then uh, how do, do you guys at big commerce do anything in particular to help people that are doing drop shipping? Uh, because for example, I know that you, you guys have lately launched a WordPress uh, as well, e-commerce plugin um, mm-hmm. to make the big commerce experience easier. Uh, and that is one thing that um, it definitely helps. So um, what, what's your opinion on drop shipping and how are you helping uh, e-commerce and uh, merchants doing drop shipping uh, to grow within um, BitCommerce? Sure. So I have a couple of thoughts on drop shipping. Um, I've got a couple I of thoughts of, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are not that good. I think, yeah, exactly. I think it's enticing, right? It's like, it's a very great way to, you know, I think it's a great way to grow conversion rates for SaaS e-commerce platforms, not a great way to necessarily um you know strategize uh with your merchant base uh and what i mean is it's an easy dream right it's a great dream to have i don't have to ship anything i can just you know connect the inventory and i've tried it before in the past yeah it's it's yeah it's almost like the an offshoot of affiliate marketing right it's almost like the next evolution of affiliate marketing whereas you're not you're still promoting other people's products but you're making that um the return a little bit differently so instead of getting a you know 30 percent commission you might be getting a 40 percent margin and you're still don't have to ship so it's interesting it's definitely an interesting model i actually tested it out in the past using um it's pretty easy tools too what i found is like so there's like aliexpress and alibaba and those sites and i was yeah. looking at those first but then it's like i could ship this and then the person might get it in two months like that's not very competitive compared to amazon maybe they'll just forget that they ordered it and uh you know they won't contact me but it sounds like a, a customer service nightmare but there are a number of good um you know local wholesalers People that you can it, find um based on where you're located like i used a, a tool called inventory source before hmm. and that one was good because it basically takes whatever platform you're on, whether it's Shopify or big commerce, and then just automatically syncs your platform with an, a wholesaler. So you, you can just, you know, choose the products you want and then it automatically syncs it and then updates the inventory as well. Cause one issue I saw with drop shipping is there might be some really awesome products that you can promote uh, for retail on your site. But then again, the, the wholesaler might only have two or three of them in stock. So if someone orders it and then you look at their site and there's, there's zero, then you're, you're doing work, you're sending in refunds and you're not, it's not working out too well. So what I found for drop shipping, my, my strategy would be it's hard. It's a little bit harder to differentiate your brand because you're using other people's products. Hmm. So for example, if you're a camping supply store 
and you're selling tents and you know hiking poles and all kinds of things like you want to be the next rei well it's difficult because all of these drop shipping products are primarily going to be sold at a lot of different areas like they could be sold at walmart they could be sold at target mm. they could be sold on google shopping like if you look at Google Shopping for the, the drop shipping products that you're promoting, you, you may find 25 or 50 other people selling them. So the if you same can, product. The yeah, exact yeah. same product and with map pricing and mm -hmm. M, you know MSRP and trying to be competitive with someone like Walmart, it's very difficult. So the, mm -hmm. the hard part with drop shipping is brand differentiation because you're using other people's brands. If you can find a drop shipper that would be able to allow you to do like package inserts into each box and you can really focus on the content heavily like you said potentially with a wordpress site um, that can help for sure so it's definitely um, a quicker way to get started i think a lot of you know if you're if you're looking to just dabble your, your get your toes wet with e-commerce it's a good way to to test it out without any mm -hmm. like big risk up front and then sometimes you know what you could do is if you're testing products um, so let's say you find a couple of good drop shipping products you want them to have a pretty decent average order value so that you know you're not only making ten dollars per sale but something more like seventy to a hundred dollars per sale if you test that out do a quick search on google shopping to see if there's like a lot of competition and who the mm -hmm. retailers are if you find one that's not that competitive you could try it out focus on content and branding really drive it home and then potentially if you see some success you can get some good margins going and then with that money you could even launch your own product or move into another kind of uh, one step from drop shipping hmm. yeah no it is true um i've been having a look at the bitcommerce website whilst we're, we were talking and uh some of the like uh, multi-channel uh they talk about selling on marketplaces selling on social media selling uh in person uh, but there's one one channel that I'm always uh, quite fascinated about, which is email marketing, uh, which uh, for some people, which already some e-commerce that are already established, they've got the customer's database, uh, tends to work really well. Um, do you have any tips here or have you uh, in the past, have you um, done any email marketing strategies, which um, you would be happy to share your thoughts or, or your ideas on best uh, best and worst um practices to to do or especially email marketing focused in e-commerce because it's not the same when you've got a service uh that when you've got a product so in this aspect do you guys uh have any tips from from the big commerce side on um email marketing campaign strategies absolutely or, as a matter of fact i do um <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that it, go for it. yes yes <laughs> um so Based at you know some experience with big commerce and working with other platforms like Magento, Shopify, and working for you know larger e-commerce brands, mm -hmm. email is super important. We all know it, and one of the reasons, one of the you know the best strategies is because a lot of it's automated. So, I would first start with the automated emails, and that would include uh, including a you know welcome email series and you know users can opt in either on your homepage or in other areas of your site um, to get into that welcome series so we've all seen it you know join our email list mm. but you usually you want to offer some type <laughs> of incentive like 10% off up to 20% off if you want to get really aggressive but discounts and promotions yes yes 
So with the emails, you that's one thing. So get people into the into your list with a quick discount. And all you have to do is in the first welcome email, just send them the uh, either the promo code or any other type of you know discount code uh, for their percentage off. So they'll join the list. So one thing is automated welcome series. We can get into that. Second one is the other automation would be like abandoned cart emails. So when somebody mm -hmm. visits a cart, adds something to their cart, and then doesn't convert, there's ways to trigger that as an, uh, you know, please, you know, reminder to check your cart email. So those are a couple of the main ones. You can also get into some crazier optimization with, you know, uh, based on purchase history, based on like actions that they perform on your site. But I think, you know, really you just, you just want to get to a baseline where you have a welcome series that gives them three emails and then an abandoned cart series as well. So on the automation side, like really it's email one in the welcome series is thank you for joining. Here's your discount. And then email <laughs> two and three, you can kind of make whatever you want. Usually it's like, here's some of our top selling products to check out. Here's a little bit more about us. Here's our story on social media, all these things. Mm. And then you can also yeah. tier or ladder the, abandoned cart email so that maybe email one in the abandoned cart sequence does not provide a discount. Email two is like, all right, please, here's 10% off. And then email three is like, all right, really, we really want you to buy. Here's 20, 30% off your order um, mm -hmm. to tier it that way. And then yeah. uh, one, one other quick thing is just the um, outside of that. So you have the automated emails and then, you know, marketing emails in general. So these are one-off emails where you're talking to your audience one time. Now these should really be focused on your promotional calendar. So what I found when I worked at some of the larger e-commerce brands is that they were, they had a promotion running like one week out of the month. So typically 25% of the time there was a promotion that was going on and that could be usually not something too aggressive unless it was Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I think the average, you know, average Black Friday discount across the board is something like 39% off. And that's just expected now. But some of the other good ones are, you know, 20% off orders over 50. Um, you could do a tiered one where it's like buy more, save more, 20% over uh, off over 50, 30% off over 100. Kind of that, that level of discount. And then your marketing emails. So you're building up your list. Your marketing emails can then specifically talk about the promotion, um, provide you know some good graphics and imagery, uh, which works really well for e-commerce brands, highlighting the products, showing the discount, and driving them to purchase. So I think that the, the one-off marketing emails work for promotions, and then the automated welcome series and abandoned cart emails just kind of work for you year-round and can drive some, some incremental revenue without much work once they're set up yeah definitely definitely um and one thing that um usually our community is always asking or demanding about is the international side of things because usually um when you launch especially here in europe when you launch an e-commerce you're always thinking about going international uh, selling on other countries uh here, here for example we've got like 20 in the whole of europe we've got 26 or 27 languages accredited by the european union so it's always much more complex that if you're in in the u.s or if you're in australia things like that um 
I've seen you guys also, you support multi, uh, multilingual uh, sites. So um, BitCommerce um, has the possibility um, to get the, the front end as well translated. So just in case anyone is interested in this as well. And also I've seen that you guys uh, support more than 250 local currencies. Uh, so in terms of localized payments, it's also one one benefit for, for the whole, uh, for anyone that's uh, thinking into, into um, starting or selling uh, internationally. My next question would be um, any future plans uh, in BitCommerce, um, new products you're about to launch, uh, your uh, new countries you're about to enter, anything that you can give us for our community, uh, share with us uh, in terms of future plans for BitCommerce? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's actually a really exciting time at BitCommerce. Uh, last year, in the middle of the year, we launched a UK office and we just launched our Singapore office. So we're kind of growing into the um, APAC market as well. And then, you know, international expansion, kind of like you mentioned, really important to have local currencies. Local language can be a little bit different too. The way people say things might not always be the same. So the first thing is, you know, to make sure that your e-commerce platform really um, can take care of a lot of that for you, whether it's switching out the currency based on the IP address or location of the user, making sure that your international shipping rates are all taken care of. And, you know, a lot of that stuff should be done for you. And then you double check the content to make sure that you're talking, um, you know, in the local language <laughs> and it makes sense to everybody. So, yeah, I mean, but in general, you know, for big commerce, some of our biggest initiatives this year are, we just brand, uh, launched a brand new site redesign actually at bigcommerce.com. So the site looks yeah, new in look, general. Look, looking really yeah, good, by cool. The way. Appreciate that. <laughs> And then some of the more recent updates that we did over the over the past is a couple site speed updates. So Google AMP native functionality on product and category pages, which increases mobile load uh, time. And then on the site speed as well, we have an Im automatic image manager, which compresses, compresses all the imagery. Uh, mm -hmm. We also now have Instagram shopping direct directly on Instagram available to international all international accounts. And then, you know, we optimized our checkout so that you can customize every single pixel of the checkout experience. So a lot of people fail to check out because either they don't see transparent shipping rates and then they add it to cart and they're like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> or, or it's just too confusing. So that's mm -hmm. important. And then finally, the biggest one I would say is kind of just moving into the WordPress space. So we launched our big commerce for WordPress plugin. Um, which is it's a it's a very new topic and kind of one of those future trends we were discussing around headless commerce so it's not like woocommerce where it's just a, a wordpress plugin you have a wordpress site you add your e-commerce to it it's a little bit different so how it works is you download the plugin and you have your content on the front end of wordpress so you still have your wordpress site your blog your content but then you can manage your e-commerce component inside of big commerce and it's hooked up via an API. And what that does is it's not using resources on your WordPress site. It's using big commerce backend merchant and e-commerce resources. So what that allows for is like scalability and a stronger e-commerce engine uh, than yeah. probably ever before, because you know, a lot of like WooCommerce and other plugins, the more plugins you have, the more, slower your WordPress site is usually. Um, so being able to kind of uh, disassemble 
the content from commerce is considered headless commerce. And it's a way to kind of combine the best of both worlds at the same time and not lose any resources. So it's an interesting thing as a lot of brands move towards, um, you know, these shareable content experiences. Yeah, especially like what we were mentioning at the beginning of the podcast, the importance of content for any e-commerce nowadays, uh, both uh, video, written, um, storytelling or whatever. Um, and WordPress in, in this aspect is, uh, I'd say, one of the best platforms um, to to host content. Absolutely. So, um, yep. Um, so, Adam, uh, we're running with time. So uh, what can I say? Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you today here. Uh, big times for big commerce uh, in the next months uh, and years, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, as well, if anyone's got any questions or would like to contact with uh, Adam, you can visit his website. It's adamemfroy.com. Uh, I'm sure Adam will be happy to uh, talk to you, um, discuss uh, further and things like that. Uh, as you say, uh, blog like a CEO, not a writer. I think that's uh, that's as well key. So, um, yep. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, anyone interested, uh, BitCommerce, uh, recommend it. And, um, yep. Uh, see you on our next, uh, next week's podcast. And, uh, thank you very much for your time, Adam. Thank you. Once thank again. you for it. Yes. It was a that, pleasure. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you soon. Great. <laughs> so you've enjoyed this podcast i'll see you next week for the discovery of new adventures feel free to subscribe to the e-commerce explorers podcast on your favorite music platform and share on social media if you've enjoyed this episode see you soon for new adventures and don't forget exploration continues on e-commerce nation